right when you don't know what to do just keep on breathing from the city of angels in los angeles welcome to all my listeners out there on radio land i'm dave the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com along with my lovely co-host sagoina tansman who is filling in for debbie today debbie peterson because debbie had a dentist for me now you must take care of your teeth and i always remember my dentist always tell me you don't have to brush all of your teeth just the ones you want to keep it's <laughs> <laughs> a great one Anyway, we are coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio, video, and platforms, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, way too many to mention. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. The founder of Dementia Caregiver Resources, Karen Truman, saw her own beloved mother, grandmother, aunts, mother-in-laws, and other relatives stricken with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lewy body dementia, and these are terrible mind-robbing and physical decline disease processes. And when her mom started going to an adult daycare center in 1992, she was asked to start a support group for the 40-plus families whose loved ones who also attended, and this changed the course of her life. And then she made it her mission and passion to find resources, veteran support, critical services, placement info, grief, and a place to vent all of the caregiver emotions that will bubble up throughout the caregiver journey. But before we do that, I want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest, Dr. Wayne Pinkering, is an author, nutritional performance coach, life management consultant, professional speaker, and personal success coach with over 26 years entrepreneurial experience. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, Karen, so happy to have you on the show. Always like to ask my guest is who is Karen Truman and why was she placed on this earth? Wow. (laughs) That's pretty interesting. (laughs) Um, um, I there's so many reasons that I've found out over the past like 30 years why I've been placed on this earth. And, and most of them have to do with caregiving. And as you well know, how hard it's, it's hard some days. So, um, you know, and I've had to do it for, I did it originally for, with my grandmother, um, and then my, my mother, then my aunts and uncles. And now I have my mother-in-law. Um, wow. in long-term care. Yeah. So it's been quite the journey. And I started when I was really, really short. I, <laughs> I like to say it was over 50 years ago. So I was really short, <laughs> but, um, but we had, we had a lot of decisions and I watched the family drama. My mom was one of 10 and, you know, one mother could take care of 10 children, but 10 children can't take care of one mother. 
Um, and that that's a true story. That's true. And I watched it. I watched the family, you know, disintegrate and have the bad meetings oh. and, you know, figure out what to do with, with grandma, what to do with mom, you know. So, and she was a gold star mother too. So that was even harder. You know, her, her, one of her sons was um, killed during World War II. Oh. Um, so, and he was 18 years old. So that was, that was, you know, so that did that push her over the edge? Who knows? We don't know, you know, but yeah. that, that could have, but having 10 children would certainly push me over the edge, you know, sure, sure. <laughs> for sure. But my, uh, but, my mother yeah, came down with dementia and then my mother-in-law and now my mother's sister, my aunt, uh, mm-hmm. the first two have, have died since then. But mm-hmm. my aunt is, is hanging in there. She found a boyfriend. Uh, she's 84 and the boyfriend's 87 and they're living in their assisted living place. And I say, well, good for you. And he actually is uh, taking good care of her. I mean, you know, he's he's not the sharpest tool in the shed either. But, uh, you know, between the two of them, they kind of take care of each other. And it would cost a fortune to replace what he does for my aunt. So we are very grateful that God brought them together. They consider themselves married. They're living together. But if they did get married, which they want to, but I said, you can't do that. You'll lose your husband's uh, pension fund. And, you know, the, the government just doesn't reward people who get married. Um, Sigonia, uh, have you had any experience with dementia or, or Alzheimer's in your experience? My family has not had Lucky that you. illness. It is really quite remarkable. Um, I have had some friends with onset that mm. were noticing and, and that has been really interesting because she is a, con- you know, I call her a contemporary. She's a friend. She is probably about 15 years older than I am, but mm. we are seeing this dementia really starting to take a toll. And I certainly have worked with many, many families where dementia yeah. is a problem. Yeah. So Karen, how, how do we find out if our loved one has a form of dementia and, and do they have enough warning, enough notice? I mean, she talks about early onset dementia. I mean, if I, for example, got early onset dementia, God forbid, um, would I be aware that my memory is is uh, in trouble? Or uh, like some people, are they in total denial about it? And they try to hide it from other people? And and they're really unprepared to face the consequences or even the practical steps that they should be taking. What do you think? Well, there's so many layers to that. And yes, usually it's it's the only person that knows you have a problem is you, unless unless you live with somebody and they and they see things or you're doing really strange things, you know, where you're putting, you know, you're watching the freezer (laughs) or or you're, you know, you're you're just you know, out of control on some things, you know, so there's a lot of different layers to that. And the, and the problem that I see over and over, unfortunately, is our doctors. Um, they are not willing to make that that call to make those, te- you know, send them to a referral to a neurologist and to a memory disorder clinic. That's where, where I send all of my people first things first. Let's find out what kind of dementia. If you had a diagnosis of cancer and the doctor says, oh, you've got, you know, hey, Dave, you've got you've got cancer. What's the first question you'd say to him? 
what kind? You know, what kind? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What am I, how am I going to treat it? What's the prognosis here? You know, where do I go from here? But because it's dementia, which is the blanket term, and I hate that, but you know, it is <clears throat> what it is because we have a hundred different kinds of dementia. Not all of them are treated 100. the same. Yeah. Over a hundred. That's just the ones we know about. Um, so, you know, we have that many. And so how are you treating it? But these doctors aren't willing to go out of their network um, to send people to yeah. to a memory disorder clinic or your insurance isn't going to cover it. But I say, you know what, let's find out. Let's see what's going on. And there's there might be a grant available. Maybe they'll work with you on some late, late levels. You know, there's help maybe through through an agency, the VA. There's a lot of different places that you can, you know, figure out where you're going to yeah. go with all of that. So both, both my mother and my mother-in-law's doctors were unwilling to diagnose and he says you know what's the difference it's dementia there's nothing we can do anyway only kaiser with my aunt uh actually went through the the motions of uh you know an mri and some yes uh yeah. written stuff and they officially diagnosed her with uh, uh a dementia but i i don't know if they went further to see what kind of dementia it was but at least they went further than the others did. Yeah, I want to say Dave, you asked it, yeah, you asked an interesting question Dave because you placed it on just memory, but we know that there are other processing issues around symptoms of dementia in terms of getting disoriented and getting lost, for example, not being able to read maps like they used to be, um, not being able to manage money in the same way, calculating oh a tip at a restaurant, right? Those are subtle signs where or just not processing like what's taking place in a TV show, not being able to predict what's going to happen. Those mm -hmm. are all little soft signs that um, it doesn't have to be, just like you said, Karen, though, as as odd as putting your watch in the freezer, for example. But but an accumulation of those kinds of symptoms starts to beg the question of like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and, and when a person, excuse me, but when a person uh, maybe doesn't recognize their loved one anymore, it, it isn't necessarily that they forgot who they are, but they're going backwards in time and they're all of a sudden they're remembering a younger version of this person That's right. who was tall, That's dark, and handsome, and now they're short, bald, and ugly, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and they got stubble on their face, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's so true. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. And plus there's stigma. There's stigma involved here. You know, families are not willing to talk about it. You know, oh, well, you know, mom's fine. You know, she lives by herself. And, you know, I make sure she, you know, gets some groceries every week. But she's not fine. You yeah, know, my, my father-in-law had dementia also before my mother-in-law. And mm -hmm. she just wasn't, I think she knew it. But, she, oh, no, no, no. He just has some, some you know, so he's fine because she was afraid that, we were going to take him away into a right. memory care unit and then she'd be all alone. And That's she, right. by golly, she was going to do everything in her power to lie for him, to fend for That's him, right. to whatever, That's you right. know, That's and she right. was in a wheelchair herself. And so, you know, it's, mm. how do you, how do you take care of somebody who might fall down and you're in a wheelchair? How are you going to pick him up? You know? 
That's right. Well, my husband uh, pointed out uh, today that, you know, Rosalind Carter, who has done an awful lot for uh, caregivers over the past 50 years or so, um, she has been diagnosed with a form of dementia, but they didn't come out and say which kind. But, you know, I always use her quote in my in my books. And um, she always said there are four kinds of people, those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will, who will be caregivers and those who will need caregivers. So, you know, that sums up all of us basically, you know? Yeah. I was to see the, both Jimmy and, and Rosalind uh, in Plains, Georgia, when we were there um, at his church and he, uh, yeah. He was, you know, building houses with a hammer and he fell off something and he uh, hemorrhaged. Is, and yeah. So he went into the hospital, but I did get a picture with Rosalind. And okay. she looked pretty frail. This was a couple of years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, he's under hospice care. Mm. And and now she's got a form of whatever kind of dementia she has. So they're, they're, they're very frail. Oh. Yes, I know. I know. But I've been to his uh, presidential library and, and several, we've been to actually almost all the presidential libraries in the, around the country. So, except we're waiting on the two in California because you guys have had bad weather. Right. <laughs> that we have. Poor, poor yeah. Jimmy, we watched him get old right before our eyes during yeah. the Iranian Abs- uh, hostage Abs- crisis. Anyway, Absolutely. how about getting your legal and financial papers in order? What what should people do about that? Well, the one of my one of my people that I've worked with for thirty years is my elder law attorney, um, and he, um, you know, he has free Medicaid seminars, and they, you know, it, it's only for Florida, obviously, but the NIH National Institutes on Health has wonderful, wonderful handouts that they will send you for free, or you can just download a PDF copy copy of it and it's like six pages of of the legal and financial issues that need to be addressed because you need to do that before uh, somebody goes around the bend because you don't want to have to get them a guardian. Um, if you can, you know, if you can take care of business for $200 versus $18,000, you know, let's go that route, you know, because <laughs> caregivers cover, are, you know- are, go ahead. Does that cover um, uh, advanced directives and living wills? You know, Advanced, uh, well, those are those are whatever. more those are more from your doctor. So, okay. but yes, but the You're durable the power, legal, the right? Durable the legal, power of attorney, durable power of attorney, mm-hmm. and healthcare surrogate. Who do you want to to make decisions for you when you can't? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and make sure you choose that person wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they don't know your wishes or you don't have your wishes or you put your wishes in the lockbox at the bank, nobody mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you need to have it accessible. You need to have it in a binder so that you can tell your your son or your daughter or your or your relative of some form or friend, whoever is your durable, you need to tell them that they're and give them a copy of some of this stuff so that, you know, they know what you want when the time comes or if the time comes. Yeah, and of so. course, I say way in advance, like in your 40s or 50s, you should uh, be getting long-term care insurance, and a lot of uh, carriers are stopping that. Yes. And uh, so now's the time to get it because it may not be around uh, afterwards. I still have mine. I got it when I was 49, I think, and now I'm 69. God, that's 30 years. <laughs> 
No, and it's only 20. 20. Oh, is it? Four. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I feel much better now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, should we yeah. watch it? Do the, Do the math. math. <laughs> Do the math. And it only went up from 110 to 135, which isn't bad. So, And it's for 400,000. Also, um, we're talking about uh, benefits. You know, uh, a lot of people don't realize if your spouse or if you were a veteran, you know, you can mm-hmm. qualify for assisted living. You can qualify for a whole bunch of stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, it's nice to get on Medicaid, right? Well, the, let's benefits. go Let's go back to the VA. Um, the VA benefits are very, very, very important. Um, I, and I work with the VA service offices. Do, you know, if you have a VA hospital near you, don't go there for, for benefits because they're about medical they're they're going to give you the band-aid okay you want the money okay (laughs) so you need to go to your county whatever county you live in or that person lives in they need to go to the county veteran service office okay you always want to do it that way because they're going to be able to access um federal state and local like like county benefits every every county in america is served by a veteran service office so and i'll give you a perfect example my mother-in-law um her husband served during korea and um and he um she had no clue that she was eligible for anything, um, but they pay her $1,500 a month toward her assisted living um, wow. because she's eligible under his service record. Wow. So, you know, and and 90% of the veterans don't or their widows or their dependents do not know that they're eligible. 90% of the money goes unused because they're going to the hospitals, which is worthless. You know, talk to the wall, you'll get more information. That's what I always tell my families, you know. And and a lot of county money also, local. That's what I'm saying. It goes unused. Because they're not yeah. going to tell you it's available. They're, nope, they're no, no. Greedy. <laughs> that's well. They're just not. They're just not in tune the way they should be, and that's sad. It's just sad. What kind because of information do you need when you go there? You need their DD two fourteen, which is their discharge date paperwork, because that will tell the VA what you're eligible for. Where did you serve? When did you serve? Did you serve during time of war? Mm-hmm. Um, were you Were you over? There's now brown water and blue water for vietnam veterans there you know and there's you know all these different um things that that they've been diagnosed with with the agent orange yeah. and mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of new benefits available now for veterans that never thought they would be eligible yeah. so and when you're cleaning always- out the attic don't throw away discharge papers saying i'll wait this anymore that's <laughs> you right might. and that's death right. certificates really? you know save all that stuff I'm and sorry. so those benefits become available to the the spouse mm-hmm. if they're if they right if they if they're a widow or even if they're not a widow if that person if that that spouse is still living the the person that was in the service if they're living and yeah. and their their spouse needs assistance or they'll take care might, of both of them they might absolutely yeah. absolutely so or or one or the other depending on you know if they need homebound benefits or you know if they need DMEs durable medical equipment or whatever they might need so um, they can help with all of that. Um, um, there's even, you know, and then there's, and then they might be dually eligible uh, for healthcare benefits, maybe for Medicare and Medicaid benefits. You know, I always tell people steer away from those advantage plans. Just saying. 
steer steer as far away in the sea as you can get from them because the um, quality of care is lacking well it's not just the quality of care but they're not gonna you know the the advantage plans are we call them disadvantage plans because <laughs> if i well because if i travel let's just say i had one and if i travel to california i'm not i'm not network anymore i'm out of network if i even travel mm. to the next county i might be out of network um, I've had people go into medical bankruptcy because they were out of town. They fell, they broke a hip, they had to go to the hospital, get surgery, and, and nothing was covered. And they wow. had to go to rehab. Yeah. So there, there's just a lot of stories out here. Um, or they can't get the, 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 um, the testing that they need because but, the doctors don't want to send them out of network. Question. So, uh, is yes. Kaiser different? Because that's a, uh, they take over your Medicare plan. I have no idea. But they're a franchise. I I mean, Kaiser's in all 50 states, right? I don't know. I don't think we have Kaiser down here. I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. You know uh, Sigonia? Say that again. I'm sorry. You know anything about Kaiser? And I don't. No, I don't. No, That's but I actually question. have a patient right now that I'm thinking about. That's why I'm taking yeah, very I'm copious Kaiser notes. Kaiser is everywhere, and you're saying they're not. Okay. I don't that think they're no. here. We oh, have, you know, like Humana or, you know, this or that or the other thing. Right. But I don't know. I don't know about Kaiser. We have AARP, um, you know, different plans. But I would be very, know. very cautious. That's all I'm saying. Just be cautious. Make sure you understand yeah. where where you can go or where you can't go. And even an ambulance ride, if they determine yeah. later that it's not an emergency, it's over $800. That's out of your pocket. That's right. My aunt had to get an emergency. Uh, uh, why can't I think of the word ambulance? There we go. Ambulance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, because she went into a diabetic coma mm. and they didn't tell uh, the driver, you know, that that she had any insurance because he was like in panic, you know, the boyfriend. And so they keep sending her a bill for twenty six hundred dollars. We say, I'm sorry, it's an emergency. Kaiser would have covered it. Uh, you coded it wrong. And, you know. Uh. But okay. once it's all done, it, you know, it's like an act of Congress to get them to change their mind. Yeah. Let's talk true. about uh, depression, sadness, guilt, and and how that impacts uh, a caregiver. Oh, guilt. Um, guilt sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I always say guilt sucks. We don't need to carry that around. We did not take a, a, a needle and shoot them up with the Alzheimer's. So we, we have done everything in our power to try to preserve them, keep them safe, keep them clean, um, make sure they had the best care available at our expense, at our expense. So um, are you hurting, Dave? You look like you're hurting. My bandage keeps sliding down. I fell Uh off my bike and I got this big, long thing. And so I've got the band-aids on there and I wrap this and it just keeps sliding up. (laughs) Oh, might need a different kind of bandage. Might need something that sticks. Go ahead. Karen, you're so funny. Karen, you said guilt guilt sucks. I wrote a quote in my book that says, guilt is uh, like gas. At first it hurts, <laughs> then it stinks. It may even feel shameful, but eventually it passes. <laughs> and I have an analogy that compares guilt to a dirty Love diaper. <laughs> I, need, I, need that. I that, needed you know, that today. <laughs> the, diaper, the diaper is what your, your conscience, you know, it catches the poop. And <laughs> the poop is the guilt. Now, after you deal with either deserved or undeserved guilt, you know, get rid of it. You know, if it's deserved, then make restitution, turn yourself to the police, you know, whatever you have to do. (laughs) Apologize 
If it's undeserved, just ignore it. But in both <laughs> events, you want to get rid of the poop, get rid of the yeah. I, there's a depends live for, in guilt they're all there there's lives. a depends for that day <laughs> <laughs> i know all about them <laughs> you don't want to keep a dirty diaper on a bottom oh no i have to buy cookie. them and and then i get to look at them at my mother-in-law oh no don't go there <laughs> oh my god right, so I we love all them. have our guilt analogies <laughs> i know but you know i i'm actually doing a couple of seminars in the next couple of weeks um at at uh, two places um, um, that I'm I'm doing special presentations for, and I do those all the time. But what, part of the 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 heading is is you know why are you so guilty? You know, mm -hmm. so and and it's you know they don't need to feel that they just they need to get rid of it. But the but they don't understand because they they feel like oh my god I made the promise. It's always about the yeah. promise, mm -hmm. and and we need to not even think about the promise because we did that when we were young, when we were healthy. We had no clue that this was coming down the pike. We didn't know that, and you know we've done everything we can. It's just not our hands maybe doing the the work or the cooking or the cleaning, but we're still in charge. We're still taking care of them. We're still doing the bills. We're still making sure that their their care is the best it can possibly be. So yeah. that that's where, you know, so don't feel guilty. Guilt, and get I say, rid of it. And I say renege on the promise. Say, you know, I made that promise. I'm reneging on it. I'm making a new promise. I will give you the best care possible. There you go. The old switcheroo. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. Well, like everything, things need an update based on new information. There's new data. There's new new information. And that's just how that goes. But you're Absolutely. right. It's 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 dealing with that thought process, what people make it mean that they're reneging on the promise. You know, that and that's the thing that people hold on to, where it really needs some consideration some careful thinking about okay. you know. love that we're running yes. out of time but let's talk about uh, the difference between sadness and depression and what um if you determine it's clinical depression what should we do about it see our doctor what's that what are they going to do a clinical depression i that mm, you know i send people to a licensed clinical social worker if that's a if that's a problem you know i i really and they can come and talk okay. about anything in a support group we don't have any filters no filters okay we have nothing going on there um so whatever they whatever's coming out whatever they're feeling that's okay that's okay what's your we, opinion we, of antidepressants I don't like them. I don't like anything that's gonna that's gonna go into my body that shouldn't be there like that. To me, that's an artificial something. I mean, I have thyroid disease. I can't and the big drug for thyroid disease is synthroid synthetic. I can't take it. I take armor thyroid from the pig's thyroid. So I try to stay as I won't even take an aspirin unless I'm absolutely dying. <laughs> you know? well, I will say such that. Is there such a thing as clinical depression? Yeah, there probably there is, but you know, we need to we need to take steps to get past that. And one of the steps mm -hmm. might be going to a support group, may might be going to a therapist. You know, there's a lot of different ways to handle it. And a lot of times just by getting the resources in in place and getting your stuff in order, I see a lot of people with with hoarding kind of, you know, clear out the junk and your mm -hmm. mind will clear. You know, if you keep clearing, you're going to be better. 
So go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you... Well, I think there are some instances where there is clinical depression. Only a physician can, you know, really determine right. that. And I agree with you 100%. It's not that the pill is going to solve that, right? It's not right. one thing solves that. Sometimes it does help the neurochemical things and, and takes an edge off things that like literally people are incapable of doing, but the psychotherapy, the counseling, the support groups, all of those things are comprehensive and much more likely to enhance what is going on neurologically, biochemically. So that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I I always say like, if, if the depression is creating an inability to, uh, interact in your life. Sadness is normal and natural. We should feel sad when things are not going the way, but when we can't literally dress, when we stopped eating, when we may even have suicidal ideation, there may be definitely it's a time to escalate it to a medical professional. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. Okay. So Karen, what do you want to say that we haven't talked about to wrap this up? Oh dear. Um, yeah. oh, oh, I do have, I do have something I'd like to say. Um, one of my, um, companies that I work with, they are, they are going national. Um, and they are an IV, it's called IV Solutions RX. And they, um, have access to the new Alzheimer's medications that are infused. So mm-hmm. if anybody needs that kind of um, information, what do you I mean will infused. Well, they're an infusion. They're they're a they're a, a needle in the arm, mm-hmm. and you it's you know it's kind of like um, chemotherapy. You know, you have to get infused with the with the drug, um, and they're very expensive. They're only for early onset uh, people. So you know, it's very it, it, the one drug was fifty six thousand dollars a year i know right i know and medicare wasn't going to cover it i think some of that is shifting now because they've had a lot of uh back flack on it because if you have aids if you have cancer those drugs are covered why isn't this covered you know so what's the benefits i mean is it going to prolong your life is it going to reduce the effects of dementia is it is it just going to Put a Band-Aid on your memory? I, I don't know, Dave. I wish I could answer that question. But, you know, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not there. I don't have that problem. But it's for early onset and it's for younger people. Unfortunately, it, these are the new drugs that the Alzheimer's, you know, have, oh. have come out with. Pfizer or whoever. Um, Biogen, I think, is one of them. But I'm just telling you that that I do have access to to an, a company that does do that and does have the infusion. If you, if anybody needs it, they for more information. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh. But you know, and do you, yeah. are you aware of any clinical trials that are going on? Oh, there's over 400 going on uh-huh. right now. Yeah, uh-huh. so that would be through the NIH. I see. So there, yeah, the NIH has lists of those, and they've done. I can't even tell you how many. My mother was actually in a clinical trial back in the early 90s. Um, but no, it, no, it actually, it Did didn't it cost do you money. No, no. And we didn't get paid either. So, you know, at that time they weren't doing that, but now I think they're paying people to, to come in, you know, Big so pigs, huh? yeah, but you know, but we have, have to go somewhere. 
Yeah. Right? You know, you got to have it, you know. So to me, that's an important thing, you know, if people want to do that. And then the brain bank program, I think that's the other important thing that, that we don't mention often enough. What's um, that? The, well, the brain bank programs are all over the world, um, but you have one right there. Stanford has all my Huntington's brains. I was a social worker at USF for Florida for Huntington's disease a long time ago. Uh, we had a center of excellence, and then um, Boston University does all the football player brains. Um, oh, I vaguely remember that, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, and that's and I had memory. my mom's brain autopsied at Mayo Clinic up in Jacksonville. Here, mm-hmm. um, they did the brain autopsy. And I've had hundreds of my family, my caregiver families do have their loved ones because we want to find out what it is. What's the final diagnosis? Is that going to be inherited? Huntington's is always inherited. So, so do they give you the diagnosis? Yes, they do. Yeah. That's really yeah, something. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, that's, yes. that's some closure. For yes. Really and something. you're doing good for mankind. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So... Well, girls, I can't believe how fast our time has gone today. Thanks so much for coming on the show, both of you, Karen and Segoya. How can our listeners reach you? Go ahead. Oh, uh, me is uh, hope-stroke.com or Segoyna, T-S-G-O-Y-N-A.com. Great. And you, you, what about you? I am doc. Okay, mine is dr. Doctor Karen D R K A R E N at bookofhope. us, like United States. Mm. So my book is available on Amazon or through my website, uh, the Dementia Caregivers Little Book of Hope. Great. Wonderful. And okay. everybody, remember that our live shows become recorded, pod, and video cast on all your favorite platforms. And my newly released number one best-selling book, uh, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times is spreading wisdom all over the world, available wherever books are sold, and also on my free membership website, caregiverdave.com. And if you join my Caregiver Dave Facebook community of 34,000 caregivers, you'll learn all about my new Acapulco Villa Caregiver Wellness Retreat and Vacation. I offered this to burnout caregivers because 30% of them die before their loved ones do, and we're trying to keep as many alive as we can. So if you mm-hmm. click also the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So thanks again to you two and to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the Internet. So until next week, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody, it's Dave Nassani, otherwise known as Caregiver Dave. And I'm coming to you live from this beautiful Acapulco Villa, which I like to say is the perfect prescription for caregiver burnout. And I have a unique opportunity to bring 14 burned out caregivers up here so that they can decompress and do all the things that they need to do. But this is just a bonus. It actually comes with the six-month Zoom coaching program. It's a one-on-one consult with me, Caregiver Dave, to identify where you are and where you need to go. It's a six-monthly small group coaching sessions to smash any obstacles between you and your ideal vision of what a caregiver needs to be and caregiver success. You get my three free books and instructions on boundaries, grief, self-care, organization, asking for help, learning how to say no, Avoiding burnout, avoiding depression, avoiding perfectionism, avoiding isolation, avoiding resentment, delegation, team building, 
how to have fun, how to have no guilt, the importance of gratitude, and after caregiving when you're no longer a caregiver. But this seven-day bonus is absolutely free. It comes with the coaching program that you pay for. And the food is all-inclusive. I'm telling you, seven days and seven nights here is amazing. This is truly paradise. And I highly recommend it. For more information, go to caregiverdave.com. That's going to send you to my other website. And if you want a shortcut to get there immediately, just go to acapocodave.com. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you in Acapulco. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Keep breathing. Take it in. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.